in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Tags podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. Emergency pod edition. We haven't had an emergency pod. I think the last time we had an emergency pod was when a certain snake left the university. And this time, another coach is leaving the university, but not because he left willingly. Matt Wells has been fired as the head coach of the Texas Tech football team for, I mean, obvious reasons, right? We were just, we just talked about this yesterday, about the firestorm that was going on over there, the, the, the crap show that we were watching every week, and it looked like Hoe Cut and Company had enough of it, got rid of them. And so I had to bring on Dylan Smythe to talk about it. Dylan, what is your reaction to Matt Wells being let go? Breaking news, emergency podcast time. Um, I think Kirby Hocutt, like the rest of Texas Tech fans, we're, we're just we're fed up with Matt Wells. And he made the decision that we personally didn't think was going to happen till the end of the season. But he said, you know what? Pull the ripcord. It's going down right now. Sunday, Monday morning, he informed Matt Wells he is no longer needed as the head coach of Texas Tech football. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is it sounds like from some of the reports that I was seeing that they got rid of Wells because they didn't want to give him the opportunity to do what we talked about in the recap pod, right? We talk, I, I said it as a joke kind of, but kind of not re- as a joke, but not really a joke, that he was going to find a way to get a sixth win because he hates us. He's going to have a way to continue. And it seemed like Hoka had the same idea of I don't want to even give him a chance of getting that sixth win to give a reason to keep him on. And they got rid of him. I'm actually, I'm surprised he was able to, willing to do that, to be honest. I definitely thought Hokut was not even going to, I thought Hokut was definitely going to give him that chance to get the sixth win. But Hokut kind of saw the light and said, we can't, we can't have that happen. You know, while I'm pretty, I mean, you and I have discussed this on the last few podcasts. I, I mean, we're both of the mindset. You don't make midseason coaching changes. However, you look at this one and you look at how divided the fan base was. We had assistant coaches coming at fans. I mean, it, it got bad. And so I think you, you start to look at it and you say, okay, we know this isn't working. And even even uh, Kirby Hocutt said this. Through 30 games, Matt Wells is 13 and 17. 7 and 16 in conference. Wait, those numbers don't add up. Um, yeah, well, 13 and 17 is a real number. Uh, that's bad. That's bad. And so I guess what Kirby said is we've seen the Matt Wells experiment. It's gone wrong. Let's pull the ripcord now. Let's see if we can't salvage something. Who knows? Let's give Sonny Cumbie an opportunity. And now the fan base will quiet. We could lose the next four games and the fan base is not going to hound him like we would have if Matt Wells was still the coach at Texas Tech. Oh, nobody would have showed up to any of the games for the rest of the season at that point. Right now, it's and people still may not, but at the very least, you have some type of optimism, some type of way to look out and see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this coaching staff. You are right about, so Sonny Cumbie is the interim head coach for the rest of the season. Uh, no doubt in my mind that they're going to give him basically a, a shot at the job. This is his four-week audition for the job. Now, I put in our Tortillas and Takes group chat, what would it take for Sonny Cumbie to get the job? Uh, it sounds like all of you are saying a near miracle <laughs> for him to get the job. I, I'm actually, I don't know. I, I will say this. I honestly don't know. I think I do question if Cumbie goes two and two, goes to a bowl game, wins the bowl game. I can't say that he's a two and two. Like the, the remaining schedule was tough. It's not easy. So to go two and two with those last four games would be pretty impressive. Personally, interim head coaches almost never work out. And that's why I'm against it. 
But um, I can't lie and say that if he was to go two and two with a bowl win, it wouldn't be impressive. I, I don't think it would win him the job. It would win him an interview. Fair. That's fair. I, I mean, fair. There, I don't think there's much he could do outside of winning out that would earn him the job outright. I think, you know, yeah, w- getting us bowl eligible and winning that bowl game earns him an interview. Sure. Why not? So I will say, so getting back to Matt Wells, um, so a lot of national media has said that uh, Texas Tech is five and three in their in, uh, guys in his third year. This is ridiculous. What who do they, those Red Raiders think they are? Right? They have no what what are they talking about? Can you believe it? Well, I just want to bring up a stat. Matt Wells, right now, his record, he will be the third worst coach in Texas Tech history. The only other guys that were worse than him, a guy by the name of Grady Higginbotham in 1929 lasted one season. He went one, seven and two. He's the worst coach of all time. And another guy that is the epitome of Texas Tech futility, which is Jerry Moore back in the early 1980s. Um, Those were the only two guys in tech history that's ever been worse than Matt Wells. So for everybody that's saying that Texas Tech is an impossible job, can't get any better than what we had in Matt Wells. Matt Wells is literally the third worst coach of all time. So, I mean, it's been better under a multitude of coaches like that. That take is for lazy national media who's not paying attention because you go back and you look at it. I mean, 13 and 17 and 30 games. That's God awful. And not only that, it's we've seen better in almost all facets, right? Like we hate Tommy Tuberville. Don't get me wrong. Everybody hates Tommy Tuberville. Who's a better recruiter than Matt Wells? Tommy Tuberville was actually worse. Look, Tuberville had a lot of faults. Recruiting was not one of them. Right. Well, let's talk about play calling. Cliff Kingsbury, much better play caller. Let's talk about defense. We had Ruffin McNeil, a great defensive coordinator, was really good at that aspect. Uh, um, hell, we can even talk about the, the fact that Neil Brown was able to keep the offense on the field a little longer than guys like David Yost, et cetera, was. In almost every facet for the past 20 years, really, even if we talk, look at recent history, ability to run the ball. We had Spike Dykes that was great at it. Uh, uh, like any facet of it, Texas Tech has had a better version of what Matt Wells was trying to do in the past 20, 30 years than what Matt Wells has been. Tech has been better. I'm, 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 I just I get sick of this idea that Texas Tech is Vanderbilt. Texas Tech's not Vanderbilt. We're not Van. We, we have shown to be better. We can be better. Uh, we have the money to be better. We have the facilities to be better, right? A lot of the problems that other coaches have complained about in the past, like the fact that we didn't have an indoor facility, guess what now we do? Right, that was one of the arguments that we had. The only thing that you really now point to is, oh, well, you know, Lubbock is far out. Never mind that Stillwater is only 30 minutes or an hour closer, and it's still far out, also in the middle of nowhere. I even had a guy who worked for the Oklahoma State um, uh, Oklahoma State Media Department who lived in Stillwater saying, nah, still my, Stillwater ain't it. <laughs> even that guy still, never mind that. Nah, nah, Lubbock is a city. Never mind that the number one program in the country right now is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Never mind that. It's, nah, Lubbock, ah, no, nobody wants to go there. Ah, I'm, I'm sick well, of and it. Let's, they seem to forget that in the, in the 2000s, Texas Tech, once upon a time, was ranked number two in the country. Yeah. It didn't last very long, let's be honest, but we were there. We were, you know, it, it's possible to field a impressive team in Lubbock. Dude, one of the best teams in the Big 12 right now is located in Ames, Iowa. I am sick and tired of hearing how, because it's Lubbock, Texas, they're Rutgers, all right? They're Vanderbilt. It's impossible. I saw a tweet today from a national media head that was saying that uh, uh, it's a, it, it's, it's that, that Jeff Trailer, and we'll get to him a little bit in a little bit. But Jeff Trailer, oh, he he wouldn't, he shouldn't take that job. It's nobody talks about how 
ridiculously tough of a job that is. It's impossible to win over there. Nobody can possibly win over there, even though Mike Leach and Spike Dykes had no problems with doing it. Uh, I had no problem doing it. Even though Steve Sloan, back in the day, had no problem doing it. Jim Carlin had no problem doing it. Yeah, you can say that that was way back when. But at the same time, like, People have done it. It's not an impossible thing to do. And we don't ask for much. Ain't nobody out here asking for 10 win seasons. We're just asking for, you know, bear, make a bowl game. Be average. Above average. And it's funny you bring up Iowa State because I think that's a good comparison to draw. Um, if Texas Tech could manage to find a Matt Campbell, our facilities are better. Our location is better. Our fan base, well, our fan base is better. I mean, I think if if you erase what Iowa State and Matt Campbell have done in the last three years, you would you it's hard, you would remember that this is a better job than Iowa State. So the idea that if we could just find a coach, just like Iowa State, it could fix a lot yeah. of your problems. And that's, and that's the thing is that you find the coach, right? All this goes away once you find the coach. Once upon a time, Oklahoma State was in the same spot that Texas Tech was. Texas Tech was beating up on Oklahoma State every year. Every if you remember, Texas, Oklahoma State beat us what nine years in a row, and they still don't have the lead in the in the. Uh, um, I think are they're they're going to tie us this year, but they, they still didn't have the lead in the in the his, the uh, uh, rivalry history or whatever, however you want to say it, because we were beating them every year. They weren't that great of a program. A lot of people blamed on the fact that nobody wanted to come to Stillwater. And guess what? Now the tables have turned. Nobody nobody has that conversation about Oklahoma State anymore. I look at Oklahoma State, and you brought up Iowa State, but I look at Oklahoma State, and that is a program. There is no reason Texas Tech should look at Oklahoma should be on a completely different plane than them. Absolutely no reason. When it comes, there is nothing Oklahoma State has that Texas Tech doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that Texas Tech is... Except for a coach with a contract in perpetuity. Yeah, I mean, that, exactly. That's that's it. That's like Oklahoma State has really good ice facilities. So does Tech. Oklahoma State has a lot of booster money. So does Tech. There is nothing... Oklahoma State lives in the middle of nowhere. So does Tech. There's nothing Oklahoma State has that Texas Tech doesn't. So I think tech, Oklahoma State is a great barometer of where Tech should be. They right now have a top 10 team in the country. Or what they were number 12 ranked last I checked. I don't know what they are this week. But they, they have a really good team with a really good defense. That, that There's no reason, really good run game. There's no reason Texas Tech shouldn't look at Oklahoma State and say, that should be us. Kirby Hoka should look at Oklahoma State and say, that should be us. And that's not comparing us to Oklahoma or Texas or LSU or any of those schools. I'm saying to Iowa State and Oklahoma State, that's where, we, that's where the barometer should be. When you look at those schools and say, those schools are come right now in the midst of it, Oklahoma State. Iowa State and Baylor are competing for the Big 12 championship. That, that's where we are. That's where we should be recruiting. That's where we should be looking. And Matt Wells and Cliff Kingsbury, for that matter, for all you Cliff heads that won't leave him alone, both of them didn't measure up. Yeah. I, I mean, we have an expectation here at Texas Tech, and it's bowl eligibility. That's, it. I, that's such a low standard. And the fact that neither of those guys could could consistently bring us there is pretty outlandish. Yeah. I, I'm tired of hearing this Cliff Kingsbury 7-0 in the NFL. It's a different, different, it's apples and oranges. We are comparing two different situations. Being a head football coach in college is much different than in the NFL because in the NFL, you don't have to recruit. You don't have to do player, player developments, somebody else's thing. All mm -hmm. Cliff is doing is scheming and calling plays. Yep. And that's it. And that was his, what she's good which at. great at. And we knew he was yeah. good at we, it. And also, not only that, he also has Kyler Murray, right? <laughs> like yeah. His quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that helps, right? You got to scheme everything in place and like, hmm, the guy that would be perfect for this is the guy who's going to be the number one pick in the draft and have the number one pick. That's great. Um, so that that's another thing. 
So let's move on to where Texas Tech goes from here, right? We kind of talked about Sonny Cumbie here in a little bit, and he will be he will be a candidate depending on how he does in these next four games. Um, but I will say that the next step is going to be very important for where uh, Tech goes. Somebody brought up a good point. This is two strikes for Kirby Hokut, right? As much as he's done everywhere, and I, I will say this, I do think I've had my issues with Kirby Hokut and a lot of other things, especially when it comes to player abuse and his overlooking on a lot of things. But he does what he's supposed to do, which is bring money to the university. He brings a lot of money to the university, right? Everybody talks about how much they hate Roger Goodell in the NFL. Why Roger Goodell is so employed? Because he brings a lot of money to the NFL, and that's why Kirby Hokut is employed. It's going to be hard to get him out of there. However, one way you can can ruin all of that is by failing three Texas Tech football coaching hirings, and he's failed two so far. And I well one and a half. Cliff, I, I, at most ads would have hired Cliff at the time, but Matt Wells was a huge swing and a miss. I mean, if you remember, we had coaches lining up to interview for the job, and, Matt, and, and Kirby Hoka was like, nope, I got my guy. He zeroed in on Matt Wells. Didn't even talk to Dana Holgerson. Yeah. Didn't even talk to some other guys. And uh, zeroed in on Matt Wells. And, and you mentioned Kirby Hoka. This is his third shot at it. I think this is his last chance to hire a football coach at he, Texas he's gotta, Tech. He's got to knock it out of the park. And it doesn't. It, it hurts when you see – now, I mean, Dana, Dana's had his problem the first two years, but though we beat him this year – Yeah. Team's looking pretty good, right? Uh, 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 yeah. I mean, he's still employed. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, another guy, Dave Aranda, uh, g- guy that I talked about quite a bit at length of who I wanted as the head coach of the Texas Tech football team, has Baylor looking pretty nice. Texas Tech grad, too. Neil Brown's had his problems with West Virginia, but guess what? West Virginia did one thing Texas Tech couldn't do this year, which is beat TCU. So, um, oh, and, and let's not forget about the guy named Dykes, who we wanted at the last coaching cycle, who's currently undefeated at SMU yeah, right now. Yeah, and who didn't even interview? So I'm him. glad you brought that up because that is if you if you peep our banner, we've had him as our header for a, a, quite a while on Twitter. He's um, slowly moving, slowly up. moving up. He is. I've wanted Sonny Dykes to be the head coach of Texas Tech football program since 2013. Back in 2013, Dykes had just taken the Cal job. Just he wasn't going to leave the cow job after taking it. He wasn't going to pull a beard, right? He wasn't going to do that. And that's that's fine. Uh, twenty then, twenty nineteen when he was up again, some people had a little sour taste in their mouth about Sonny Dykes because because of, of the cow thing. Even though that had a lot of it had nothing to do with him. Now he's looking. He's sitting pretty at SMU, uh, and all reports say he loves it there. He loves it there. Personally, I say you call Sonny Dykes until he hangs up, blocks you. Then you get a new phone. Call him again until he blocks you, and then try a third time. And then if he blocks you again, then you move on. I think Sonny Dykes. No, then you show up at his front door. <laughs> yeah, I think Sonny Dykes is perfect. If you ask me, I've wanted him for a long time. I'm biased in that. I've wanted Sonny Dykes for a long time. I think is a match made in heaven. I also understand why he. I though I think Tech is one of the few jobs he would at least consider. I absolutely understand why he wouldn't take it. Yeah, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I think yeah, you do whatever you can to make him say no. And, and and then you move on from there. Yeah. Now, what we haven't talked about, well, I guess we can get into it later. I was going to say, we have a search committee this time, which is a little bit different from our last hiring process. <laughs> last time Does we had that a search- do anything for no, you? last time we had a search committee, remember we fired him a weekend because we're like, oh, we got our guy. <laughs> Did yeah, we? With, we had a search with committee? basketball. Yeah, yeah. We had a, or for, I'm talking for basketball. Oh, I meant, last, yeah, yeah. I meant the last football well, hire. No, Kirby, I mean, no, it, it does do a little bit. I, I do think that Kirby has learned his lesson from the Matt Wells thing. Um, so it does do a little, I do, I honestly, I will say this. I think Kirby knows he's got to knock this one out of the park. I think he absolutely knows it. So let's, let's go ahead and get into some of the candidates that we've been hearing. First things first, outside of, outside of Doug's first, first names first. And the guy that I think 
and I'll put this out there. He's the guy that I think will get the job. I think we'll offer it to him. I think he'll accept it. He's the guy that if you had to put a gun in my head and said, who will be the Texas Tech head coaching job? I think it'll be Jeff Trailer from UTSA. That's who I think will get the job. He's a guy. We I, Tech fans that have been already Googling who will be the next Texas Tech head coach, coach from last year have been all on Jeff Trailer all offseason. I wasn't as high on Jeff Trailer, And then I started watching UTSA play this year. <laughs> and then I started researching Jeff Trailer a little bit more. He's he's a good one. He extensive high school track record. Um, guy can coach, could coach in high school, could coach in college. And the guys like that, no matter what's there, they know they can coach. That was one of the problems that I had with Matt Wells when he was first hired, because I didn't think he could really coach. We don't have that problem with Jeff Trailer. He can coach, he can recruit. He has UTSA on a, on a different plane right now. They're one of the best teams in Texas. They can compete. I could, I'd argue that UTSA might even be willing to be able to compete in the Big 12 right now. They're that good. Um, so what do you think about Jeff Trailer as a candidate? Um, I, I mean, I, I think that's the obvious answer for Texas Tech. I, if, yeah, if you had to throw money at it, if you had to bet on it, if your life depended on it, yeah, it's, it's Jeff Trailer And his resume as a college football coach in, in Texas is really encouraging, not only for recruiting, but you, you look at like Matt Rule. Matt. You, yep. If you want to draw comparisons, go look at Matt Rule. Uh, we could very, very easily find ourselves with Jeff Trailer in a Matt Rule kind of situation. And if you remember, Matt Rule really bad year one, but tremendous after then. And Baylor has skyrocketed on the back of Matt Rule. So that's the comparison I like to draw. I'm all in on Jeff Trailer. I think I think once Sonny Cumbie tells you no, that should be your first phone call. And he's undefeated too. So yeah, it's funny you said Matt Rule. That's exactly what I was going to bring up as as a perfect comparison. I, I think they're, they're, Jeff Trailer reminds me a lot of Matt Rule. One problem. I have with Jeff Trailer. Um, though his high school coaching history is extensive, he had Gil- he has Gilmer like they're they're a power in Texas, but his college coaching a little bit to, to be desired. Right now he's in his second year at UTSA, right as a head coach, only been there for two years. I'm I'm fearful of being Tom Herman, which is what, what happened at Texas. Is Tom Herman looked really good one year at, Te- at Houston, and they spent after that after that one two years at Houston like that's our guy. And Tom Herman, and I, I still don't think Tom Herman was a terrible coach, but I don't, I, I, we're not looking for not bad. We're not looking for, nah, he's okay. I'm looking for a really good one, especially at the G5 level. And I'm worried that with Trailer, especially though he can recruit, though we've seen him be able to recruit at both Arkansas now, or at, at Arkansas now UTSA, it's really flash in the pan stuff. I wish he had more extensive history, but we may not get that opportunity. I mean, if we skip on Trailer, right, like we skipped on Dykes before, then Trailer gets picked up by who knows who. And, and blows up. So that's kind of where I am. That's my only problem with Jeff Trailer. He has a really small coaching history. We don't know if that it's actually going to serve him well going forward. And another concern I've already seen of people's, and uh, Jeremy will appreciate this topic of conversation, they think, oh, well, he's just going to come here, build the program for three years, and then get his real good so? job, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Use me. Uh, yeah, that's, Use me, baby. That's all- that ain't no problem that ain't no problem (laughs) yeah like i i that's not a concern for me i mean you know build the program that's fine if we gotta find a new coach in three years so yeah i i let the cycle continue no problem with that being the case that's where we are as a program if somebody comes in builds up the program and leaves for i don't know ohio state i mean i don't know somebody crazy that's great that's fine thank god let me say if matt campbell was leave iowa state iowa state would say man that's such a leaving but thank you for what you've done to the program 
And that's and, exactly. And, that's, that'd be and they felt that way for years. Yeah, yeah. they've been ready. Like Iowa State fans have been <laughs> like, ah, he's gonna leave us one of these days. And every year he keeps coming back to work. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll take it. The Detroit Lions were calling. You weren't interested. Great. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Sweet. Um. So another name that I want to bring up, and it's a name that we're gonna hear for a long time, a lot. We've already heard heard it. Yep. You you know, Bryles. However. I, I, I do think, I still don't believe Art Browse is, is real, even though I know we were talking pre-pod, and both David Collier and Dan, Don Williams said they've been hearing that Art Browse's name has been in conversation. I, I still don't, I, I, in today's press conference, Kirby Hoka did say that'd be a very divisive uh, hire. And he would be right. I, I, that'd be a hire that I'd really have to question whether I want to continue to be a Tech, Tech fan. Right? I, I, just, I just think, I don't know how you can a university filled with with you know fifteen thousand women, uh, or no twenty thousand women on campus. Tell them that you have their best interest at heart when you hire a guy like Art Browse. And I don't I don't want anybody coming in my mentions talking about oh well he was cleared of all involvement. He was a head coach when the one of the largest sexual assault scandals in college sports history has happened. So it, I don't I don't want to hear any of that. Sure they might escape go to them. I don't care. I don't care. He was there. He he knew all about it and didn't do anything. Didn't didn't act. Um, so. But I will say this, and we talked about it. We've, me and you personally talked about this already. A guy that with the last name Bryles that will get a head coaching job eventually is Kendall Bryles. Is that mm-hmm. does that happen here? I, I could see a world where it's in play. I I, I think he's probably worth the call, an interview. I, I still don't know if I necessarily like it. Um However, unlike if Art Browse is fired, I, I wouldn't abandon this team. Now, we've talked, I, me and you have talked about it. If Art Browse is hired, I, this podcast probably dies yeah, I mean, because we're no longer supporting. I guess we would support we'd, other we programs. Just wouldn't be a football, perhaps, we wouldn't be a football pod anymore. But that's just really what yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we would no longer talk about football. I, I would have to find a new football team to support. And I don't think it would go that far if Kendall Bryles, Bryles was hired as opposed to Art Bryles. I, I think I could stick around for Kendall Bryles. It still just leaves a gross taste in my mouth, and I think we have better options. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't burn it down. But and another thing that's worth mentioning that Kirby Hokut said today is that this hire needs to unite the fan base. And he talked about how important that was. And if he truly understands that, then he would tell those people that are in his ears mentioning either name Bryles. He would he would have to say, no, I, I, I can't do it. So what about this guy? He doesn't have the last name Bryles. But Jeff Lebby, Old Miss offensive coordinator, is Browse's son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, a lot of connections to Browse here. Um, now he he a lot of people attribute Old Miss's success to Lane Kiffin, but Jeff Lebby's done a, a good job too. And he kind of brings in Browse without actually being a Browse, right? He wasn't involved in the whole Baylor situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about Jeff Lebby? I mean, pro- uh, what was he, was he ever at Baylor? I don't. I actually don't know his history. Uh, so Jeff Lebby's history, um, actually, I, I, I take that back. I said he wasn't involved in the, in the B- Baylor situation. He was at Baylor during that time as well. Just wasn't a coordinator like the other two, like Browse and then the head coach like Art. So that same exact feelings I have with hiring Kendall I will Browse. say this. Jeff Lebby, unfortunately, does, I mean, he doesn't come with the baggage, right? It, it is what it is. Perception is everything. He doesn't come with the baggage that Kendall and Art. And so even if you hire Jeff yeah. Lebby, it, it, though he was at Baylor, 
it's one of those things, and it's I'm an Astros fan, so I talk about the Astros all the time, and the fact that you look at like a guy like Jose Altuve, who wasn't part of the cheating scandal, but has become the face of the cheating scandal, because perception is everything. George Springer is out in Toronto right now. He was one of the biggest users of the scandal, and but he's not at the Astros anymore, so nobody cares. That's kind of the situation you have with Jeff Levy here. Yeah. Uh, so there's Jeff, another guy that I'm going to bring up, uh, who a lot of tech fans are going to bring up, and I will say this. I, I don't want this. We've been through this already. But Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell. <laughs> Graham Harrell is the UFC offensive coordinator. Mind you, his head coach got fired earlier this year. So obviously he wasn't doing mm-hmm. great. Graham, I do think Graham Harrell is a good coach. And, and throughout time, maybe five, ten years from now, he gets a head coaching job. I just don't want it to be here. We've been through this. Uh, I mean, yeah, we. I think we've talked about it on this podcast. It would be hiring Cliff Kingsbury 2.0. We've tried it. I don't want to do it. You know, maybe in the next coaching cycle, maybe in another three years from now when we're hiring our next football coach after another disastrous three years, maybe once he's maybe if he's got, you know, actual head coaching experience. But no, uh, I'm not interested in Graham Harrell. So another guy that I want to bring up, and we're just going through through the ringer right now. But I do these are all these guys I'm bringing up right now, and I was I was are guys that have been legitimately talked about. So I'm not just pulling like stuff out of my butt. Like these guys have been legitimately talked about. Another one that I find very interesting, right? With and and now we're kind of getting away from the West Texas connection, but these guys have a Texas connection and a high school connection. And Joey McGuire, Baylor's associate head coach, I've been hearing his name a lot. I've been hearing his name. I, so some of the stuff I've been hearing is, is him potentially as a DC, which I don't see why he would leave Baylor for a DC spot unless we just pay him money like crazy. Right. Um, but Joey McGuire is one of the reasons Baylor is where they are right now. Dave Aranda had to keep him uh, after the whole Matt rule situation. He's been a steady, a steadfast at the Baylor program, but I, he'd leave for a head coaching job. What do you think about him? I kind of, kind of tell by your reaction yeah. off top. Well, yeah, he's he's high on my list. I think uh, he checks a lot of the boxes that, you know, Kirby had mentioned. I, he was someone who Baylor players before Dave Aranda was hired. Every single one of Baylor's players was coming out and saying, hire Joey McGuire. Uh, it just shows the respect he commands uh, in that locker room. And we talk about we talked about Jeff Trailer and his high school coaching record. Well, McGuire went 141 and 42 and won three state titles in high school. So a pretty good high school coach himself has those relationships in Texas high schools. He checks a lot of the boxes for me. Yeah. I, I would be all for Joey McGuire. Uh, yeah, I agree. Joey McGuire. I mean, we talk about, uh, like you said, trailer and Gil and Gilmer Cedar Hill. We still, we still know about what Cedar Hill's been able to do out in, in Texas high school. Um, and so the, the last run that I'm going to give you here for, for candidates, a um, little bit of a wild card. Hear me out. What about oh what about Dion? <laughs> what about, oh, the Dion Sanders. What about I love Dion? how this started as a joke, and all Texas Tech fans were like, "Well, you know you what? Know, hey, look, sure, <laughs> look. You want a guy with high school, uh, um, uh, high school pedigree in Texas? Dion got it. You want a guy with a uh, um, coach, a uh, college coaching experience? Been at Jackson State for two years now, and right now Jackson State's killing it. You want a guy that's gonna be able to recruit? Dion's got it. Dion checks all the boxes. I'm just throwing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dion wouldn't be the worst hire in the world. So I'm gonna just throw that out there. He checks. He checks all the boxes, but I don't know how seriously we should consider a Dion I'm Sanders just, coaching look, staff. At the worst, what? Worst come to worst, it'll be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot yeah. of fun. People would come. Hey, we'd be DB. Somebody brought put some of my mentions earlier when I was joking about it. We'd be DBU. What? 
they told me a cornerback that wouldn't want to go to the school that, that Deion Sanders is the head coach of. All right, we rocking chains. We 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 have the potential to be the next you. What if he put Texas Tech on the map? All right. I'm, I'm just, I just, hey, you know what? If I'm Kirby Hoka and I want to go, and I, this might be my last hire, go to bang, baby. Deion Sanders. I'm calling it now. Come on, D. Come on, Primetime. We could be Prime University. So I'm just saying. Uh, no. <laughs> so gun to your head, Dylan Smythe, who is the head coach of the Texas Tech Raiders for the 2022 season? I hope to God it's Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer, You're all um, in? Well, I, 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 our, our favorite Sonny Dykes, but I, I truly believe he says no. So gun to my head, Jeff Trailer. I think not only is it Jeff Trailer, I actually question if you go after Jeff Trailer before Sonny Dykes. And the reason I say that is, and yes, I, I've, I've talked about my bias as much as I, I have as far as Sonny Dykes being the guy. Jeff Trailer was going to come pretty cheap compared to a lot of the guys we just talked about, right? Um, with that, similar to with Mark Adams when it came to paying assistance for the basketball team, Jeff Trailer being cheaper than really almost every other person we talked about, you'll be able to pay assistance. You'll be able to pay good assistance, right? And, and tech, I mean, Tech, we got the money. We got the money to pay, and that's one thing that's going to help is getting a guy like Jeff Trailer that we know, worst come to worst, we know he can coach, and then also paying him the assistance worth of him coaching. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But I, I do think, I do think Jeff Trailer will be the guy. One of my good friends, uh, we put in our group chat, he's a, he's a defensive coordinator down in Dallas, and... The second I said, or the second we, the news was that Jeff Trailer was one of the candidates, first thing he said is, "Man, that guy can coach." That's the first thing he said. Man, that guy can coach, and he can. Worst, and that's the thing we we worst come to worst than Matt Wells, he just couldn't coach. Like before anything else, we talked about before the preview pod how talented this team was, most talented team we've seen in five in in five years. He just couldn't coach them. Some fact of the matter, he couldn't coach. We've had players on our spaces on, on, on talk about how the team continually played down to competition, and we saw it. And so I have players say that same thing. They played down to their competition. He simply could not coach. And we, I think the Kansas State game kind of summed that, summed that up. There's really no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the Kansas State game was, okay, we've seen this one too many yeah. times, and Kirby said, you know what? I, I don't want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. I will say this, though, and people may not agree with me, I actually think Tech's in a better spot now than they were two and a half years ago. I, I don't. I think a lot of people may not agree with that. Cliff kind of left the cupboard bare. I would agree with that. Yeah, Cliff left the cupboard bare. We didn't have a lot of good recruits. The, the, the talent really wasn't there going into the 2019 season. The talent next year, even with the seniors that will be leaving, talent next year is still there. We have a pretty talented bunch and a good recruiting You class. know what does concern me a little bit about the next coaching staff? Matt Wells has not recruited high school players well. He's recruited transfers well. So in two years, when all of these guys are gone, we're still going to have to be relying on the transfer portal. That's just one thing that worries me a little bit. He's got talent in here now, but they're gone. Well, so this is, where I would, this is where I would argue. I think that the, the high school players are talented. They just weren't a lot of them, right? I think that's really, yeah, yeah I think that's true. I think that's really what it is. There wasn't was a lot of them. So that's going to have to be refilled pretty quickly. That being said, a good recruiter, that means that he has a cupboard of, I can go out and get my guys pretty easily. And the guys that are on roster are pretty talented players, right? We've talked about guys like Loic Fungi, guys like like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Tony Bradley, or Bradford, sorry, Tony Bradford. A lot of the younger guys that can play, look at the young secondary. A lot of those guys can play. And it's just, you have the talent there, and you're going to have a lot of opportunities to go out and give scholarships to a bunch of players coming in. Um, not only that, but 
coaching staff has actually been able to recruit well going forward. The, next, the 2022 class has looked pretty decent, right? If Can you keep those guys on? Can you keep those guys connected? Will be a big thing going on. But uh, Jeff Trailer was just coaching those guys just a few years ago. So that'd be a good one to pick up. Or, or Dion, you know, he was down in the high school ranks just a couple years ago. I'm just saying. Just saying. Dylan, anything else you want to say to the people? Oh, man. I, I feel like I have so much to say to the people. Um, but I, I guess what I would say to the people is let, let's relax a little bit. Let's let's take these next four weeks with a breath of, breath of fresh air. Let's start Donovan Smith next week. Sure, why not? Uh, let's, uh, let's just experiment for the next four weeks. Let's see what Sonny Cumbie's got. I honestly, I, th- I said pre-pod, I didn't like him as the OC hire. So <laughs> the fact that he could be, he could, is the interim coach who could maybe fight his way into the head coaching job, I don't think so. But let, let's have some fun with these next four weeks. This is a prime Oklahoma next week. Let's go. So it's funny you say that. So Oklahoma fans are actually scared right now, which I find very funny. Uh, after the, what they just saw against Kansas, they see a coach, a new coach. Go come, and we know Sonny Cumbie, work, if anything, He's going to come in guns blazing. He ain't nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. Throw in Donovan Smith. Have him drop. That man got arm strength like, like crazy. Have him drop back those 60-yard bombs. People were joking on in Oklahoma Twitter that they'd see 70 passes this game. Maybe you do. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you see all three quarterbacks and they all throw 30 passes each. Maybe we call Zach Kitley. Because Bailey Zappi oh, is the second Pass second in passing yards in college nah, football. Forget Kit and Jareth Stearns is the best receiver in that's, college that's football. That's fair. I, I mean, actually, yeah. Gal, I mean, Bailey Zappi is is killing it. Absolutely killing. It. Look, I'm listen. I'm I, I've been. I'm a Texans fan, so I would not be against the Texans just taking a flyer out on Bailey Zappi and him becoming like you know the the uh, Tony Romo of <laughs> of the 2020s, right? Like, oh my God, he's been crazy. He's been good. Uh, but that's Wes Kelly or K- Wes Kelly. Kelly's an, another good one. Eric Morris from UIW. You know, that's, I saw that name pop up oddly enough today. But uh, it's going to be a fun ride. But like, I'm, I'm sick of national media. I'm sick of wayward tech fans. I'm sick of all these. Like, like Dylan said, let's please, God, G- Lord Jesus, let's relax for the next month. We, this will be, I do think this will be over soon. We will have a new head coach name in December. Unless, you know. Sonny Cumbie goes off on a 4-0 run, and we have to see what he does in the bowl game, but I don't see that happening. Um, so December should be about the time we hear who the next head coach will be. So we got about a month and a half. Let's just relax. Have a good time. Sit back, relax. Throw out some names. Maybe a former Falcon and a former Cowboy who goes by primetime. Uh, what about a, a, a former Charger coach? Well, you know, actually, we didn't talk about Anthony Lynn. I've, I've seen that name a, a, a lot as well. Um, no, thank you. No college coaching no, no experience, right? I'm, 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 I so, like it. No, yeah. no, thank you. Uh, and before I log off, one more name that I haven't seen anywhere. I have not seen this name anywhere, and it's actually kind of surprising to me that I haven't seen it anywhere. But the last time we got an Oklahoma coach to come to Tech, it's been pretty good. Alex Grinch. I, I That's another name I I, look, Alex Grinch is, as a D coordinator has been successful at Washington State and now at Oklahoma. But after those are two programs that had really bad defenses and has reformed them. Alex Grinch, I haven't seen his name anywhere, but I thought he was an interesting, interesting uh, name as well. One last final note from me, and this was supposed to be my one last word: uh, pay the pirate. Why the <laughs> f- not? I'm sorry, I cursed. This is a PG uh, I'll, show. I'll bleep that out. This is a P- I'll bleep that out, but. 
Why not? I mean, we we have the money to pay Matt Wells seven million dollars to leave. We've got pay the at pirate. this point. Like, what's a what's a million gonna do? Right? Like, just just throw just throw him a, throw him a milli, throw him a milli. Like, I just just in case you never. I'm not I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we've had fun with this, but we're going to log off. Um, should be a fun month and a half, though. And by fun, I mean really annoying. This is <laughs> it's going to be pretty. Uh, I will say when it comes to reports, please don't listen to Joel Klatt or any national media people that oh, tells you. I just got followed by Jeff's trailer Stan account. Hey, hey, they know what it is. The timing is impeccable. They know what it is. Um, but yeah, no, national media is going to tell you why Texas Tech is, is actually Western Kentucky and we're the worst program in college football and why you as a Texas Tech fan should just go and kill yourself. Please don't listen to any of them, uh, because it's, it, they're ridiculous. Uh, Tech is a program that has the money to be good, can be good, will be good again. We just got to find the guy and we will find the guy whether or not Kirby Hokut is actually here. So. For Dylan Smythe, our producer extraordinaire, this is Al B. Shore. You've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. As always, stay wrecked, people.